Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, good people. Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Ray G. You can find me on X at Ray GQ. It's Thursday, so you know what we got to do. You know what's going up. Trinity Talk Thursdays. Wide receivers, opportunity, utilization, and Trinity score. Done, tested, tried, true, proven. And today, you all will get access to this tool on DestinationDebbie.com. Because y'all rock with your boy, because you've been following this series, because y'all like it, free 99 for the rest of the month. All you got to do is go to DestinationDebbie.com, use the promo code TRINITY, T-R-I-N-I-T-Y, all caps, gives you access to the website, premium articles, all the tools, and the Trinity Tracker. You can try it out for the rest of the month. And what I really want people to do is try out that tool. Let me know your findings, how you interpret the data. I built the damn thing. I interpret it one way, but you may find something that I may be missing. So please comment. Let me know what you think about the tool. You get access for free. Go to dd.com. If you're new to the channel, if it's your first time here, we have a very good time. If you stick around until the end of the video, you find this information actionable and or entertaining. The only thing I ask, hit that thumbs up button, like the content, comment below. And if you stick around to the end, hit the, hit the subscribe button, turn the notifications on, posting a lot of stuff on the channel, fantasy football related, rookie draft related, prop betting related. We're doing it all. Your one-stop shop for sports entertainment. We've been talking about this. You all like this stuff. You found it helpful. Hell, we talked about Adam Thielen in the very first Trinity episode, and he is smashing for you. So had you been paying attention, you got you some cheap Adam Thielen and have been dominating right now through your fantasy season. But go to DD.com, use the promo code TRINITY, and for the rest of the month, you get to try this tool out, and I promise you, it will forever change the way that you look at the wide receiver position. So let's get into the tool, how I would use it, how I would go about it. Here's the tool right here. This is the Trinity Tracker. And you know what? Before, but Actually, before we get into the tool, we got we to do a little history lesson. For those people who may not know what the hell this is, you're hearing Trinity, you've heard it, you heard, what the hell is it? I, along with my patron members over the summer, were looking at some wide receiver metrics and noticed a pattern, a theme between certain metrics and fantasy success. When you were looking at certain wide receivers, all the elite ones did these three things very well. And those three things that I was paying attention to was target share, air yard share, and yards after the catch per reception. Wide receivers that you saw be proficient, above average, elite light in those categories, and we had thresholds determined for what those things were, those wide receivers that did those things were elite fantasy scores. I'm talking Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, wide receivers that had two of the three components, probably really good, but the lack of one of those three com components 
ended up keeping them from elite territory. And then wide receivers that only had one of the three components, they were fine, but pretty much replaceable, replaceable players. I love Cajun Southern cuisine and in Cajun Southern cuisine, the Holy Trinity is 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 not air yard chairs. It's it's celery, bell pepper, and onions. That's the base of every foundation. Add to a gumbo. You better have some damn celery, bell peppers, and onions. So I just said, hey man, those three metrics that I'm looking at, that's the Trinity right there. If you find receivers with those three, they're probably really elite. Two of the three, they're probably very good, but there's something keeping them from being elite. And one of the three, then you know they're just they're just replaceable wide receivers. But that was a theory. We didn't have anything to actually test that out until now so here we go let's dive into it and take a look at the first plot that i want to talk about and this is points per game versus trinity score and this is really really important this is a very important metric and data point right here and the reason why is because this is the chart that helps us figure out if this thing is actually predictive or not and let's just cut to the chase the correlation for trinity score in year one versus points per game in year two 0.6005 against R squared. The old method that we were using last week was 0.5879. So what this means is if a player has a high or low Trinity score this season in 2023, this chart is telling you at a 60% clip, the points per game in the following season is going to look a lot like this chart right here. So this is the correlation of Trinity score versus points per game. So this is an important chart. It's a foundation of how this thing started. I wanted it to be predictive, but I didn't want to have any subjective input whatsoever, strictly looking at nothing but the wide receiver production metrics and testing it against fantasy success. Now, what does fantasy success mean, Ray? What does that mean? What are those thresholds? What's those tiers? Well, let's pull this up really quickly. So let's go here. There goes the correlation in year one versus points per game in year two. But let's take a look at this, right? Here we go. For elite wide receiver ones using the Trinity score on average from 2018 through 2022, you're looking at a Trinity score of about 9.10. When you're looking at the back end wide receiver ones, Trinity score of 8.09. That's wide receiver 7 through 12. Let's go to wide receiver 2s from 13 to 24. On average from 2018 to 2022, their Trinity score was 7.41. And then finally, the wide receiver 3s that you're plugging into your lineup wide receiver 25 through 36, average Trinity score between that time, uh, in that time period, 7.09. So when you look at all those things, and then I'm going to layer this on top, the correlation of Trinity score right now, this is 2023. The chart that's pulled up on the screen is fantasy points per game right now in this current season. And the correlation of Trinity score versus points per game right now is 0.8959, damn near 90%. One being perfect, tested against R squared. So you could see right here on this chart, this score related to points per game right now, what's going on is predictive at a 0.8959 clip. This from my data engineer, my data scientist over here at DD, the director of analytics, Jordan Backus, he just put this is very, very good. And this is very, very high, which makes me feel very good that we're on to something big here. But how do you use it? How do you get into it? How do you deploy it once you get on the website? Well, let me pull that up and let's walk through that right now because that is the fun part of this episode. And I got some players that we need to talk about too. So you get on here and what I would do, the way that I would start this off, let me clear this off of the screen, is go to the data, Trinity data. So here's the Destination Devi Trinity tracker. You can filter by player if you want to just look at a player, if you want to look at a certain team, if you want to look at draft class or just run your own report right there, you can do that. But Trinity score data. 
So we just filter this out and you just look at the top players, right? Tyreek Hill, Trinity score freaking 9.93. 10 is perfect. AJ Brown right there at 9.5. Brandon Ayuk, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Puka Nakua. And this is only accounting for games played. So we've really filtered this out the way that we had it built out at first. It was total Trinity score, but this is only four games played to really give you a more predictive measure of how the score is layering against fantasy success and then you can fi reverse filter this for the worst trinity score receivers and there's no surprise some of the names down here aren't doing much for you rondell moore sky moore paris campbell Devonte parker etc etc but i always start with the data because i think one of the more important things in the way that i go about using this tracker is look at who's overperforming or underperforming so all of our data comes from PFF. So we'll look at the points per game over expected. And I want to reverse filter this for the ones who are not performing up to expectations. And you see right here, two players we are definitely going to talk about today, T. Higgins and Chris Olave. Chris Olave, his points per game over expected, negative 4.2. So you can go to this tab right here, run Trinity score versus expected points per game. And I kind of know where Olave is. I mean, I, I've, I've run this enough times. I've, I've cheated enough. You kind of can tell the clusters that these players are in. But if you don't know, you can literally just come over here, type in Olave. Let's pull up Chris. Boom. Because it really doesn't matter where everybody else is. And let's just look at where Chris Olave is. So here he is. Trinity score of 7.13 for Chris Olave. His expected fantasy points per game is 17.4. That's what he's expected to do. But you can go back to the data and see that he's below expectation right now by almost four fantasy points because he's only given us, what is he giving us, 13 fantasy points per game? And he's expected about 17. So when I look at those things and I see where he's expected to be, right, at 17.4, Yet he's far away from that, far away from that line that you want him to be at. He's not giving you, he's not giving you what, what he should based on his wide receiver participation metrics. This is how I identify players that I want to buy, some players I want to invest in. Then you can see right here using my uh, fantasylife.com's utilization report, Dwayne McFarlane, they also use PFF. You can see on the season about a 26% target share leading the team, but Michael Thomas right there, 20%. So you got two guys over 20%. Nobody else cracking 15% for the season. But let's really narrow this down to the past couple of weeks. So let's filter this out from week five to week seven. And you'll see what's going on with Olave right now. Still leading the team in target share over the past three weeks with 23%. MT right there at 20. You've got Olave's air yard share, 37%. Let's go. I love that. That's that's wonderful for Chris Olave. 34% target share, 37% uh, air yard share, 23% target share. And uh, he's getting you right here, about 13 points per game right now, which is which is suboptimal. But you go back over to the tool and you look at this, right? Let's filter this out one more time. And you could you could really do all that stuff right here. All the data is right here for his uh, points per game, expected points, air yards here. All that stuff is already built in right here. But with such a high Trinity score, and remember knowing that the wide receivers that are scoring you points, right? That that range for wide receiver twos, back end wide receiver ones. He's right inside of that range to be a difference maker for us from a point-per-game perspective. But you see right here, he's under that regression line. So this is one. High Trinity score below the regression line. This is a bet that I'm willing to take, that Chris Olave, if he continues to do the things that he's doing right now, running the downfield targets, getting the air yard share, doing all of that, then he's going to be fine. Chris Olave is going to be fine. That Trinity score of 7.1 lets me know 
He's doing everything he needs to do inside of that offense, but there's some other stuff going on. Maybe it's MT pulling a little bit away. I think a lot of this, you guys, is the fact that Derek Carr is not playing the best football either. So when you look at the Trinity score, you look at where he's at, where he sits in relation to other players, he's in a good spot. This is a, this is a good range for players to be in. You got CeeDee Lamb in there. There's Olave right inside of that wide receiver two to wide receiver range because that is what he's scoring. But the expected fantasy points are much higher for this player, 17 points. So you continue to do this right here. You continue to do this right here. And again, context with these situations. We know DeAndre Hopkins is going to be catching passes from Will Levis. So this sort of changes it a little bit, right? It changes how bullish you feel about that. But this is one where it's very easy to read. Chris Olave is 1,000% a player based on his wide receiver participation metrics that you want to bet on increasing his points per game through the season if you feel that Derek Carr can uh, – can get it together because that's a big part of it. And I don't want to gloss over the fact that the quarterback helps influences these wide receivers and how they perform. Another receiver I want to talk about and how he is, or uh, I guess lack thereof performance right now is Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver, Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is dope. There's a lot of people right now in the fantasy space. Oh man, he's lost a step. You know, Deandre Hopkins is cooked. BS. I'm not buying any of that stuff. So let's go over here. Let's fade the noise and let's go dive into the data and look at where Devontae Adams is. So let's go filter by Trinity score. And I'm pretty sure we're not going to have to go down too far. There he is. 0, uh, 8.06. There he is right there. Very, very high Trinity score. You go to the points per game. We know where Tay Adams is. Where Where's old Tay Adams? There's Mike Evans and Devontae Adams right next to him. So this is where his points per game are at right now. About 16.7 points per game for Devontae Adams right there on that on that threshold of back-end wide receiver one historically and, you know, getting close to that elite wide receiver one territory. But let's take a look at Adams and uh, what's stopping him, what's holding him back, what's going on with old Devontae Adams. So let's figure filter this out. Let's go Adams and take a look at it. So it's expected fantasy points per game, 18.6. He's giving you 16.7 plus minus on that, about two. Uh, war per game, pretty damn good. 0.13 war per game, very good. You see Adam Thielen, 0.23. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Air yard share, over 40%. Spectacular. Target share, over 30% or right at 30%. Amazing, incredible. The Yak, look, Tay ain't going to do that right now. We've got his keep trade cut value, and you can also look at those things here in the tracker. But let's pull up pull up the uh, the points per game for 2022 for 2023 right now, and you see below that regression line. So, depending on the quarterback situation, is Garoppolo back? Is it going to be Aiden O'Connell? This is another one that's a little tighter, right? This is a little tighter because of the situation. And if it is a rookie quarterback, I'm a little more bullish. But based on the things that Devontae Adams is doing in this offense, again, another easy player to go by, like. Cool. I, I will continue to bet on the player that's doing this stuff from a Trinity score perspective that should yield you, you know, back in, back in wide receiver one numbers, wide receiver seven through 21. Remember those back in wide receivers historically over uh, what's that? What's the year period that we had 2018 through 2022? That's averaging right around what Mike Evans and Devontae Adams are both doing. And you can just look around on here. Garrett Wilson this is what he's giving you right now. 13 points way below that regression line. So 
if things could turn around with Zach Wilson, this is another player where I guarantee his fantasy points over expected is big time negative, big time minus. There's DeAndre Hopkins. You got to tell yourself the story about the quarterback situation. But Devontae Adams in particular, I mean, you got a player that's getting you 40% of the downfield targets, 30% of the target share. I want that individual. So Devontae Adams, another clear and obvious buy for me. And let's just take a look at Adam Thielen since we're here. Hell, let's just, this is one we talked about early in the season. Trinity score wise, here's why it's so low. And it correlates, right? Target share is not, it's it's 25%. That's fine. But the air yard share, sub 30%. I get that. He's an older player. The yak per reception, not particularly great. But he is uh, he's getting it done because on that team, and we can go. To, uh, we don't have. Uh, let's go to. Uh, let's go to uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers and pull this up. Let's look at what all these guys are doing over the past. Over the past three weeks, past two weeks. I mean, Adam Thielen, forty percent target share over the past. Like it's increased, right? We're looking at the full season. There's the full season around 28 percent, just like we showed on the tracker. But over the past two weeks, I mean, he's up to forty percent, forty five percent air yard share over the past couple of weeks. And he's wide receiver, too, over the past two weeks. Again, proud of this hit because Trinity helped find this for you all. We talked about him on the very first damn Trinity episode, and here he is. You can see the data. You can back the data, filter it out by the past couple of weeks to see what's going on. Adam Thielen absolutely dominating, and you see that reflected in the score. Let's go. Uh, let's move on to a, a, another interesting player and. We had some, I'll say some, I don't want to say negative talks about Terry McLaurin, but it was one where I was a little cautious, a little cautious on Terry McLaurin. So let's pull up the Washington Commanders. Where are we at? That's the Raiders. I think I switched it right here. Let's go Washington Commanders right here. Let's take a look at McLaurin over the last two weeks, right? So on the season, 23% target share. That's passable. That's fine. We can take that. Air yard share over 30%. Cool. Here's what's going on, man. Over the past three weeks, 30% target share, 40% air yard share. That is boosting Terry McLaurin up. It's pushing him up, but scoring you 12.3 fantasy points per game. It's right at expected. It's right at expected. So if we go here, 5.64, this is not a good score. We know historically this is suboptimal. This is wide receiver three and below territory, outside of wide receiver 36 territory. For a player that people love in this space, people love Terry McLaurin. Has no, this is not anti-Terry. This is just following the data. He's giving you, he's producing a tad bit less than maybe what he should. But you look at the war per game, wins above replacement player. He's almost at zero. So even with Terry McLaurin, and I know he had six for 90, he's not doing the type of stuff to be a true difference maker for your roster. So I'll run, I'll run the war versus KTC value, I meant versus Trinity score. But he's in this very interesting cluster. You've got a lot of players. You got Terry McLaurin inside of here, Tyler Lockett, Drake London, Cortland Sutton, Josh Downs, Romeo Dobbs, Josh Palmer, Jerry Judy, and T. Higgins. This is probably the most difficult cluster to navigate right now. This sub six Trinity score with these players right at the regression line and have got value, but a lot more name than game for a player like Terry McLaurin. I'm not saying that I'm out on Terry McLaurin. When you look at again, what he's done over the past three weeks, I mean, he's dominating everything. Look at the sample where everything is pretty spread out distribution on the season with these receivers, 23% for McLaurin, 16 for Dotson, freaking 17% target share for Jahan Dotson. Hell, even Dami Brown pulling 5% away, very evenly distributed over the course of the season. 
But over the last three weeks, it has just completely been dominated by Terry McLaurin. If this were me, what I would probably be doing is shopping McLaurin. I'd be shopping him. He's producing a little bit. People are feeling a little better about him. Target target share, all that usage has gone up over the past couple of weeks. I think this is an opportunity where you can move Terry McLaurin. The war per game, the air yard share cumulative on the season, the target share, it's just, it's not doing it for me right now. Now, we're looking at season stuff right here, but inside the actual formula, it only accounts for the games played. So Terry McLaurin, Trinity score sub six, not ideal. You got to kind of make a calculated bet on these players in this range. And the bet that I'd be willing to make is Terry McLaurin is probably going to continue to produce close to what he's doing right now. Nothing more, nothing less. And because of that, that's a player that I have no problem moving off of, pivoting, tearing down, trying to package him up to tear up. So like Terry McLaurin, good player, but not the type of player that you have to have, you have to keep, you must use. Let's go to T. Higgins, everybody's favorite. As soon as he gets traded, he's a top five wide receiver. T. Higgins. Now, we know that T. Higgins has missed quite a bit of time. He has not. He has missed time. The Bengals haven't been that good. So to, to just blame everything, success or failure on T. Higgins, we're not about to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to kill T. Higgins. I think he's a very talented player. However, let's just take a look at, let's, took, let's just take a look at T. Let's pull up T. Right now, Trinity score 5.09. He's giving you 8.2 fantasy points per game. He's expected to give you around 13. So he's got the biggest plus minus overall. And I think this is filtered out by like 15 targets, 30 targets. Biggest plus minus. He's got negative war per game. But you see when he is playing, very, 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 very good air yard share. Target share sub 20% is not going to cut it. I'm telling you right now. Sub 20% target share just off the rip, and he's right underneath it. It's just not going to cut it. Yak per reception, not bad at 4.5, but the Trini score of 5.9 is problematic for T. Higgins, and you see him right down there. He's in this weird range, weird cluster of player who has um, got a lot of value, and you can look at that. You can run Trinity score versus uh, KTC to really get a gauge of the value. So let's just pull up Cincinnati. Let's just pull up Cincinnati. I think this will be a good a good use of showing how we can use the the team filters here. So we'll go Cincinnati. Did I put Cincinnati? Yeah, Cincinnati. Let's calculate this for the Bengals, and we'll run this for T Higgins. So let's calculate that. We don't have to do that. Let's run this for T Higgins. Run, run, run. T Higgins. So let's just take a look at T isolated by himself. Here he's down here, so you don't have to worry about anybody else. So he's got quite a bit to do in order to get to the score range. He's got to do a lot more in the air yard department. He's got to do a lot more in the yards after the catch department. And everything else from a wide receiver participation production standpoint to elevate himself to a range that I believe he's probably going to be worth what people are willing to pay or what people want to sell T. Higgins for. But absent that, it's hard for me to really value engage him as such. Look at him versus his own team. There's Jamar Chase. 8.86 Trinity score. He's giving you 20.6 points per game. There's T. Higgins, and there's Tyler Boyd back there with the 2.6 Trinity score. Now, when I'm looking at Tyler Boyd, he's giving you probably a lot more than expected right now. There's the regression line. Here he is with this bad of a Trinity score. Hell, he's damn near scoring where Terry McLaurin is with the Trinity score a little bit higher. So he's probably overproducing. And if you got Tyler Boyd, I'd just rock with it because nobody's really going to give you anything of value for Tyler Boyd. But this is problematic. I, I am concerned about T. Higgins. I'm just a little concerned about T and how the community values him 
and his uh, keep trade cut value. And we'll pull that up, look at the score versus the value to see where the market is higher on a player that you may be able to identify that you should be able to identify as, you know, an average producer. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Ray's missed his time and Joe Burr. I get all of those things. I understand it. All I'm doing is running the data and we have it filtered out for the games in which T. Higgins plays. So here's his fantasy. Here's the KTC value. Fantasy score. I mean, Trinity score right here. And then the value here. So he's actually fallen quite a bit in value. And you can kind of, this is a good exercise to do with classes, right? If you just want to look at, let's go 2023 class. Let's just go 2023. Let's go look at the 2023 rookie class, their score versus value to see if there are any clear and obvious discrepancies. This stuff makes it so easy to read and navigate this market and how the consensus feels about these players. So we're running this. And while we're running this, let me see. Let's go pull up. There's Terry McLaurin. Where's old T. Higgins? T. Higgins. This is on the season. Weeks one through seven, he's missed quite a bit of time. But on the season, 16% target share for T. 40%, uh, 29% air yard share, so right at 30%. It's just, I, I don't know what's going on. Joe Burrow, part of it. T. Higgins banged up another part of it. But ultimately, when I see value way up there and Trinity score way back there, that's telling me that might be a candidate to sell. So here's the uh, 23 wide receivers. I guarantee this Mingo. Jonathan Mingo, lowest Trinity score, lowest value. So if you're trying to trade Mingo, there's probably a lot of people that don't want him. And who is this up here? Puka Nakua. High Trinity score and currently the most valuable rookie wide receiver from the class. I'm going to assume that's Zay Flowers. There he is. Very good Trinity score. We've been talking about him from early on. Jordan Addison. Yep, that's Addison. Low Trinity score, but the value is high. Third highest valued wide receiver. But from a score perspective, uh, fifth, right? You got Tank Dell still ahead of him, Josh Downs, but Addison's going to continue to climb up. He's going to, with Jefferson out, he's going to continue to climb up. Rasheed Rice, I see this right here. Decent score, right? Decent score for a rookie and some decent value. Still not, still probably not valued appropriately. So Rasheed Rice is one that I'm still willing to invest in. Oh, what the hell was I talking about? We were talking through T. Higgins. Uh, yeah, that's just a player for me based on the production, based on what he's doing, the points per game, that's one that I'm just willing to to fade. Not even fade, but if I can cash out for some value for T. Higgins, 100%, I'm going to do that. I, can, I, can I tear down off of T. Higgins, pick up multiple picks, get a wide receiver that's producing more or underproducing with a better Trinity score? And let me pull this up right here. This is a good chart to see. And again, you don't get the headshots on the side. It takes up too much damn time. But this is the score over fantasy points ex over expected. So when I'm looking this right now at the very bottom of the screen on the right and the white jersey, that's that's Chris Olave. He isn't even at the damn regression line. So this is one where you're like, yep, he's got a high Trinity score and he's underproducing right now. He's due for some positive regression. Come on, Derek Carr, get him some. You see right to the right of him is DeAndre Hopkins. Kind of talked about that. The quarterback situation is a little bit murky, so... I don't want to go all the way in or out on DeAndre Hopkins, Garrett Wilson, quarterback, Devontae Adams, court. I mean, you look down there, and the common theme between a lot of these players with the high wide receiver usage and the low points per game, it's the quarterback. It's the QB. It's Josh Dobbs. It's Baker Mayfield hit or miss. It's Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill. It's Derek Carr. It's Zach Wilson. It's Hoyer, Garoppolo, and Aiden O'Connell. It's no Deshaun Watson and P.J. Walker here with Amari Cooper. Hell, even as good as Jacoby Myers is doing, he's not even giving you what he's expected, right? There's still room for upward mobility with these players, which leads me to probably 
one of the hottest names on the market, still valued as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver, and probably in line to see some more opportunity. And you see old Drake London right there. There's Jalen Waddle, below expectation right now. So let's get off of here and let's go back to the tool, pull up the tracker, and take a look at old Jalen Waddle. So, all right, that's all 23 guys. We don't want 23 class anymore. Let's get 23 class out of there and let's go just data. Let's go data. And while we run the data, Let's pull up, let's go to Fantasy Life and pull up the last couple of weeks for the Miami Dolphins and the wide receiver participation on this team. So weeks five, six, and seven, Jalen Waddle getting about 30% target share, which is very good. Tyreek Hill at 37%. So Waddle ramping that up, 36%, 33%. And what's interesting about that, he out-targeted in weeks five and six, even Tyreek Hill. Now Tyreek Hill had a 48% target share last week to Jalen Waddle's 19%, maybe a little bit banged up. Air yard share, big dip for Jalen Waddle from 38 and 40% down to 18 on this three-week sample size, still 32% air yard share on the season, 20%. So not good there on the season. The target share, 19%. That's bad. It's not even not good. That is bad. And you're looking at a player right now who uh, it, it's this is the opportunity. This is the window for Jalen Waddle to get it done. If Tyreek Hill is going to miss time, then all expectations that Jalen Waddle should smash. Here he is, Trinity score of six is right there. It's teetering, teetering, giving you 13 points per game. Expected about 14.2. Plus minus on that, 1.2. High KTC value, low war. Almost can start a replaceable player to get that 13 points. Air yard share, like I said, 21%. Not ideal for the season. Target share, right at 20%. Baseline threshold, very good yak for Jalen Waddle. So when I'm looking at this and what he's expected to score, versus what he's actually giving you. We can tell ourselves a story that with Jalen Waddle in and Tyreek Hill out, maybe he just gets all of it. Maybe it's just the Jalen Waddle show. But what we've been seeing is a player who's valued very high, who's probably more valuable to you on the open market via a trade, a tear down to another range of wide receiver, than he's actually producing for you right now. And you look at the points per game versus Trinity score right now, and uh, Waddle is kind of right there in the middle of the screen. I'm going to put, he's right in this range. And that's a dirty range to be in. This is a very difficult range to navigate because you can definitely see you'd rather have him over Drake London. You'd rather have him over Lockett and Ridley and, and you know, Tank Dell. Right now, Jordan Addison, Terry McLaurin. But it's still not really where you want it to be. So I think this week, if Tyreek Hill misses time, this is going to be a very big week for Jalen Waddle. And this is where I want to see Jalen Waddle thrive. I want to see Jalen Waddle do it without, without Tyreek Hill, because this is one where the value says one thing, the name says one thing, but right now the game is saying something completely different with Jalen Waddle. It's screaming a little bit of ADV, a little bit of artificial dynasty value. And when I see that ADV, that makes me want to put that player on the block and see what I can get on the trade market. So there's the five players I want to discuss. Chris Olave, go get you some Olave. I still believe that what he's doing, one of the highest Trinity scores that we talked about, the highest Trinity score on this episode outside of Devontae Adams, production is just very, very low. Number two in the NFL, plus minus fantasy points over expected. Chris Olave, there's got to be some positive regression coming soon with his participation production. You got Devontae Adams as well. Dropped his touchdown pass last Sunday, but Trinity score over eight. Quarterback situation very murky in Las Vegas. Hopefully Jimmy Garoppolo can get back under center and just feed Devontae Adams. So if you have him on a contender, 
continue to buy into him, continue to lean into Adams. He's doing the stuff that you want. Another player, Terry McLaurin. This is one he's giving you damn near exactly what he's supposed to do. His fantasy points over expected. The Trinity score sub six. We'll see. This is one where if I can package up Terry McLaurin right now, sell off of the good game, sell off of the name, I don't think you'll be missing much from a production standpoint moving off of Terry McLaurin. T. Higgins, same thing. I know everybody loves him, but this season it's feeling like a rough one. It's feeling like it's going to be a rough one for T. Now, he's also the type of player that I say all of this, and on Sunday he can go out there and have two touchdowns, 150 yards. We just got to see the level of consistency from T. Higgins. So not writing him off, but you're seeing the value take a dip, and I'm more so illustrating why he's dipping in value and not so much that he's a bad player or anything like that. But these are this is the reality. Target share is not there. AR share is not there. Got to get T on the field to play a little bit more. And then a big week for Jalen Waddle. We want to see Jalen Waddle step up without Tyreek Hill. Step it up, Jalen Waddle. You got a Trinity score of six, but you're valued as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. We need more production out of you. I appreciate everybody tapping in to this episode. Again, if you stuck around to the end of the video and you found this information actionable and or entertaining, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, like the content, turn the notifications on. And uh, yeah, Trinity score. You'll be able to check this out on the website today, later tonight. Go to DestinationDevy.com. Use the promo code TRINITY. And play around with this. I really, really, really want to know what you all think. Look at the historical data. Look at the expected fantasy points per game. Look at all this stuff and let me know how you're going to utilize this to dominate your league and run lap, laps around your league mates when it comes to wide receiver position. We're already working on a tight end model right now. Correlation, success, ease of use, Destination Debbie, we got you covered. Appreciate you being here. And we'll see you tomorrow for Wake Up with Ray G, bright and early. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm out of this thing. Peace.